Threat intelligence covers many different aspects relevant to an organization, including strategic intelligence, operational intelligence, tactical intelligence, digital risk management, and the people and process behind them. Despite being interconnected, they are often viewed individually within organizations, said Surfwatch Lab's Chief Security Strategist Adam Meyer. Meyer recently created a mind map to show how those different aspects tie together and should be viewed under one large threat intelligence banner. On this episode of the Cyber Chat, we talked to Adam about the mind map and how it can help organizations better understand threat intelligence. Yeah, the last two times you were on the Cyber Chat podcast, we talked about the different types of cyber threat intelligence and the expanding digital risk footprints of organizations. Since that chat, you've created a threat intelligence mind map that essentially combines all those different components plus some new ones. So, wondering if you can explain the purpose behind the new cyber threat intelligence mind map and how it helps you approach threat intelligence. Well, I, I've always used mind maps to kind of strategize my thoughts, if you will, right? So a lot of times people use mind maps to kind of organize information together into, into, into terms and, and, and categories that have relationships to one another. Um, and as I did research into the you know, cyber threat intelligence uh, industry, if you will, you could see that you know, different vendors were calling intelligence different terms and, and they meant different deliverables and served different purposes. And so um, I was looking to standardize some of that using resources that have already been published, like in the intelligence community and other thought leadership. So this is not fully my own effort uh, by any means, as it is kind of a collection of, of standards uh, that have been published out there that I was drawn to. And, and when you look at it, uh, you know, it, it was meant to communicate the different categories of threat intelligence where we've talked in the past with tactical, operational, strategic, but important parts of threat intelligence were kind of not always discussed, right? They always weren't captured in the things, so, namely people, right? So obviously the, the people and process aspect of things are very, very important in, in intelligence, but a lot of people tend to only want to talk about data um, and data is only one portion of that. Additionally, looking at the digital risk monitoring type of uh, aspect of things, you know, I'm seeing a lot more digital risk monitoring in some instances are treated as a separate capability from cyber threat intelligence, but I'm really starting to see it kind of merge together. So I did include um, that information in there, and it's meant to to give uh, the individual who is looking at it kind of an overview of what cyber threat intelligence is at the high level. It's obviously not all inclusive. It'll probably be updated over time. You know, people may agree or disagree with it, but it's meant to really just kind of throw it out there and say, this is, if I was to start a cyber threat intelligence program, these are the components of what that program would be at the high level. Yeah, as you said, the mind map includes five main categories and then some some subcategories, but the main categories are strategic, operational, and tactical threat intelligence. And then you have digital risk management and finally uh, people and process. Now, on the previous couple of podcasts, we talked about uh, a lot of those already, but we never really got into the, the people or process aspect. So I was wondering if you could expand on that, on that aspect a little bit. What exactly should organizations be looking for when it comes to the people and process behind cyber threat intelligence? Right. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, unless you have people who are using a process, typically we'll use the term evaluation, right? So unless you're evaluating data, it's not intelligence. I think I might have mentioned that in the past, right? So you have to process the data findings 
uh, that are presented. And you have to make sense of them. They have to have relevancy to the organization. They need to be consumed by decision makers so that those decisions can be made and people can take action. That's, that takes people and process to accomplish that goal. What we found with a lot of early adopters of threat intelligence, you know, they started building out capabilities with the goal of, I just want to collect. I want to collect. I want to collect. I want to collect. And uh, they started building out repos of, 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 of data uh, warehouses with all this raw data. And then their you know, eyes glaze over and they start realizing, well, how am I supposed to process all this information now? And not only process it in general, but how do I process it in a timely fashion? How do I put context around it? All those uh, people and process-centric type of things within, with anything that you do from a data perspective. So I wanted to highlight that as a, as a core capability. You know, uh, we work specifically with customers building out playbooks, helping them with response procedures based off findings that Surfwatch brings to them. Because uh, a lot of customers, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, they, 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 they get all this data and they don't know what to do with it, right? And so there's the collection effort, which is important, but just as important, if not more important, is the analysis and processing of that uh, collected information, right? And, and then that is what creates intelligence out of it. So uh, we wanted to make sure that we, we specifically highlight uh, the, the, the people aspect of things. Now, on previous podcasts and, and in articles that you've written, you've said that strategic threat intelligence is the foundation that really guides and informs all the other aspects of threat intelligence. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of different aspects and things going on with this mind map. Is that still where you recommend that organizations start? I, I believe so. Um, when you look at what what are you trying to accomplish, right? And and I've written about this in the past on different um, uh, platforms, um, you know, answering the so what question, right? I always recommend that you start with answer the so what. What does the organization need to be informed of? Who are the consumers, right? You've got senior leaders who are looking at it from a business risk perspective. You've got, uh, I'll call them uh, operational leaders who are looking at specific capabilities in, in the operation side of the house from the organization. They may be looking at more of uh, the blend between the business impact versus the technical. You know, what manual tasks does your solution automate? Uh, what's the cost of all this? What capability does it solve that for this? You know, basically, it takes the it, it's looking at who is the decision maker and why do they care. So your intelligence should be driving the answer to that question. I'm the decision maker. I'm the business unit um, or, uh, uh, individual who's assuming the risk. Why do I care? Why are you giving me this, uh, this intelligence? How, how does this help me and, and the organization? So I think it's, it's a very wise thing to do to define the so what question, right? What is the answer to the so what, why do I care uh, about all this effort? If you start there, you're basically defining your intelligence requirements. You know, business unit X needs to understand what's going on out there because of why. Uh, and business unit leader needs to consume this information and, and they, they have preferences, obviously. Some may want to see reports. Other may want more of a, a risk briefing. Some may want to see automated dashboards. And they're going to want to see different aspects of intelligence, um, likely in a business-flavored uh, format. So starting with a strategic level 
and working your way down is not a bad option to start with. I think it gives more buy-in to the organization because you're targeting the business unit decision makers' desires with your intelligence, right? So you're scratching the itch um, and making sure that they are informed and they're getting the type of information they need and the right format and the right timeliness for everything. Um, then you can obviously uh, increase your capability in, in other areas. But if you're not, if you are not answering the mail for your stakeholders, especially those who approve uh, your budget to do this, then you're probably starting in the wrong area. My final question is, uh, it looks like the mind map is trying to bring all these different aspects of threat intelligence together under one banner. Uh, do you think that organizations are still have the habit of looking at these areas individually? Or, or are they beginning to get better at kind of seeing the big picture of how all these different aspects are interconnected? Yeah, I think they're still looking at everything individually. Um, but there seems to be an increase in, in awareness of, of needing to bring things together, which is what drove me to, to, to create the mind map. Um, you know, for example, tactical. Tactical intelligence lives in the SOC and defenders of the user, are the users of it, right? Your SOC analyst. That's where a lot of threat intelligence kind of started its life. But now we're starting to see, hey, uh, hey, hey, Surfwatch, you're collecting on the tactical uh, information, but we also need to know what's going on from a fraud perspective. We also want to know if we're uh, involved in any breaches. We want to know if any credentials are being leaked. We want to know if anybody's talking about our executives in a, in a malicious way. All right, so now you're looking at going beyond the traditional IT security, security operations center types of efforts and getting well into the digital risk monitoring world, right? So um, intelligence doesn't have to just be IT security centric. If you've got collection capabilities that picks up, you know, and I hold my hands up with the, the quotation marks chatter out there about your organization, then great. Um, and so, you know, if you're capturing fraud information, and 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 in many instances, that fraud uh, information we capture on our customers has absolutely nothing to do with IT security. Um, it's a completely uh, complete fraud swim lane. But we are using threat intelligence collection capabilities and best practices to, to capture that fraud event, right? Um, and so I think you're going to see things start blending together. And you may not just see it termed cyber threat intelligence. It may just become threat intelligence or uh, risk intelligence uh, over time, right? Because you're using your uh, a blending of the cyber aspects as well as the other uh, risk areas like fraud the organization. So I think you can see it kind of migrating that way. It'll take some time, uh, but I think, you know, getting uh, mind maps like this to, to, to uh, you know, and obviously this conversation to, to get the discussion going, I think you're going to start seeing things uh, start shifting. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time, Adam. We appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me, Jeff. For more about the Threat Intelligence Mind Map, including a white paper that provides an in-depth explanation of the Mind Map's main categories, check out the link in the podcast description. The CyberChat Podcast is brought to you by Surfwatch Labs. Surfwatch Labs helps organizations and service providers quickly establish a strategic cyber threat intelligence operation that drives more effective use of their tactical defenses. For more information on cyber risk intelligence, check out surfwatchlabs.com.